Hey, it's Anjanette Levy, and welcome to Law and Crime Sidebar Podcast and our look back at week three in the trial of Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. I spent the last week at the Fairfax County Courthouse, both inside and outside of the courtroom. This defamation trial is being watched around the world, and it was another wild week of testimony with moments we haven't seen or heard in a courtroom until now. We saw a witness vaping and driving during his deposition. We heard about Elon Musk dating Amber Heard and hooking her up with the ACLU, which led to the Washington Post op-ed in which Depp says Amber Heard defamed him. That's, of course, the subject of Depp's lawsuit and the trial. And while you may have thought that you had heard the last of the grumpy in Johnny Depp's bed, I'm here to tell you that you haven't. We also heard more accounts of Johnny Depp losing part of his finger in Australia and whether or not one of his security team members has ever seen Depp naked below the waist. Yes, you heard me right. But let's get to the beginning. The week started with the end of the cross-examination of Johnny Depp by Amber Heard's lawyer Ben Rottenborn. Remember, this is how Rottenborn left things at the end of week two. This is really pretty. Do I want to cut you? Yeah, you want an arm, you want a chest, you want, what do you want the scar? You want I'm coming. Just don't cut your skin. Please do not cut your skin. Please don't. Come Why don't. would I do that? It's easy. Don't, please do not do that. Please do not do that. Come please don't. Please don't cut yourself. Rottenborn had left the jury, and frankly anyone watching, with the impression that Johnny Depp wanted to harm himself with a knife when he met with Amber Heard in a hotel room in San Francisco in the summer of 2016. That was after she had filed for divorce and obtained a domestic violence restraining order. Rottenborn started the cross-examination Monday like this. Mr. Depp, we've talked about this uh, a little bit, but you've testified that abuse can come in many forms, correct? Physical being one of them. Right? Yes, indeed. Emotional? Indeed. Verbal? Indeed. Then Rottenborn played brief clips of recorded conversations between Depp and Heard, in which she claims abuse and Depp reacts. Go put your fing cigarettes out on someone else. You fing consequences of your actions. That's it. Shut up. Miss Heard tells you in that recording to go put your cigarettes out on someone else. You don't deny that, but instead you simply say, shut up, fat. Is that correct? Um, I think that was another grossly exaggerated moment of Miss Heard's. I don't, I did not put a cigarette out on her or throw a cigarette at her. I'm not. You're a cunt. I fucking hate you. I fucking hate you. I want out. Fuck this. Goodbye. Cunt. In that portion of the recording, uh, Mr. Depp, you tell Amber you're a cunt and you fucking hate her, correct? Yes, I did. Rottenborn also went through a series of text messages. In one, Depp feared his daughter hated him because he was drinking. Heard's lawyers say Depp abused drugs and alcohol and then later turned his ire on Amber Heard. Then Rottenborn presented Depp with a stack of negative news stories written about him before and after that Washington Post op-ed. Heard's team says the op-ed she wrote was true and didn't cause Depp to lose acting roles. For years prior to 2018, when Amber wrote the op-ed, there were numerous negative news stories about you that were released into the public, correct? Objection calls for speculation. I'll allow it if you can answer. Um, by 2018, you're saying? Correct. Yes, it all started with um, Ms. Heard going to 
going directly to a court to get a TRO, which is with a bruise on her face and paparazzi. Uh, that that was the sort of beginning of the the ball rolling down the hill and gaining momentum. On redirect, Depp's attorney, Jessica Myers, went through many of the points Rottenborn brought up on Cross, including the text exchange Depp had with actor Paul Bettany before he married Heard, in which they discussed burning or drowning Heard to see if she was a witch. Depp also talked about defiling her burnt corpse. This was his explanation. In context, it's important to know that none of it was ever intended to be real. And the language that's used, which I, yes, I am ashamed that um, that has to be <clears throat> spread on the, uh, on the world like um, peanut butter. <laughs> I, uh, w for example, the text that is about um, burning Ms. Heard is, it's, 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 a, it's directly from Monty Python um, in the sketch about burning witches um, and then drowning the witches. This is a, this is a film that I, we'd all watched when we were 10 and it, it's, it's just um, irreverent and abstract humor. Um, that's what we were referring to in those texts. Then Myers went through audio clips, playing longer portions of the ones Rottenborn had played on cross-examination. I've shortened some of the clips. You can hear Depp wanting to leave when an argument starts and Heard wanting him to stay. It's early. It's quick. It's so not, it, you're not interested in not fighting. You are guaranteeing a fight. When you do that, and I've, tell, I've told you this so many times, you guarantee if you were interested in not fighting, you would be respectful if you needed the space to make, you would be careful not to perpetuate the fight longer by saying, I need, I need a few minutes. And then actually honoring that. How can I trust you that it will be a few minutes when you've done this in the past and disappeared for hours? You know, I got mad at you in Australia about this. I said, baby, I want to trust you. It's hard for me not to try and work it out. If you want to be the person that's like, I need to cool down, help me do that, give that to you. But I can't give it to you if you always let me down and, and because, fuck up and forget. Because I and, give you a time limit. Here's another conversation. Yeah, I'm asking you to stay when you feel you are also in the interest of working it out. I think it's a good idea for us to take a moment or two, or I mean a moment, I mean, take some time. Take some time to think by ourselves without being, you know, barraged by each other's uh, uh, fucking bullshit whatevers. I just, I just, let's take a, let's take a break from it and then come back, try and be calm and, and walk through the thing. But, but I'm not going to stand and fight with you. I will I not. You can I call me a coward. That. I don't You can want call that. me anything you want, all those names. Do it, but I will not do it again. Please stop asking. I mean, please, can you stop for the sake of this conversation? No, I'm just saying I won't do it again. So let me go, and you go, and I'll speak to you in a couple hours. Okay? Okay? Stop. Okay. Why are you saying stop? 
May please, I so, go? Please, it causes me so much stress when you leave, when you walk away from me. With that, is like you're you don't understand how much worse you're making this. I can't believe it. Please, you're making it worse for me. Okay, I'm sorry for you. Please, I'm only trying to tell you so that you know you're causing me immense stress right now when you walk away like that. There's no reason to be mad. Well, I'm then say goodbye. I haven't walked away. You're not saying goodbye. You won't let me fucking leave. Let me leave. Oh Stop rushing me. Stop pushing me in the corner and then poking me with a stick and then saying, why are you saying the words you want me to say? Stop poking me. Stop rushing me. Stop throwing me against the wall and going, what? You don't like that wall? You don't like the fucking wall? Stop pushing me. Remember, I'm not pushing you. I'm rushing you. I said... I need space. I don't want this conversation anymore right now. I need space. And I will take my space. Whether you like it or not, I will take it. And you will take your space. But if you keep halting this and continuing I'm with not the rhetoric... I'm not continuing it. I'm begging you to stop. I don't... Okay, stop. I'm just... I'm stopped. I'm stopped. Now I have to go. Okay? So we will speak to each other in a couple of hours, okay? I hope you have some kind of revelation that makes you feel better. You know, I hope I do too. But uh, we'll just see when I get home. We'll just talk or we won't talk or we, you know, we'll finish this or we won't finish it. But this is not love. This is not happiness. This is not. This is. Stop doing this, please. You're causing so much fucking stress. I'm gonna die. This. I'm gonna fucking die. You're causing me so much stress. Please stop. Please. I. I feel like I have a heart attack almost every day. Please stop. Back to that audio jurors heard on cross examination, where Depp sounded like he was going to harm himself with a knife. Depp explained what was happening. Heard recorded that conversation when the pair met at a hotel room in San Francisco in July 2016, after the restraining order had been obtained. Mr. Depp, why were you threatening to hurt yourself in that audio recording? In fact, I wasn't threatening to hurt myself. I thought that Ms. Heard had brought me to uh, San Francisco at that point. It was clear she was <clears throat> under false pretenses. I don't know what she was after. So I I had a, a, a knife in my pocket and I just took the knife out and I said, here, cut me. That's, that's what you want to do. Ultimately, you've taken everything. You want my blood, take it. Have my blood. And then she said, no, no. And then I said, look, if, 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 you don't, if you're not going to take it, you want it. I know you want it. That's all I've got left. Take it. If she wasn't going to do it, I would have done it. Because that's psychologically, emotionally where I was. I was at the end. I was broken. Myers ended her redirect in dramatic fashion by playing a phone call Depp had with Heard shortly after she obtained the restraining order. It's been going on too long, Albert. We just gotta stop this. We just gotta stop it. 
I don't know how to get my um, reputation back. We write a letter together. Does that mean? Saying that we're going to take this out of the public eye. Saying that we're going to try and work this out on, on our own. Saying that the media has created such a hateful storm that it's sickening that we love each other and that we want to make sure each other is okay. Have we had fights in the past? Have we had this or whatever? It, they already know all that. It don't matter. Here's the deal. No, it matters. It made, I, they, I have been. I have. That you have no idea. Every ounce of my credibility has been taken from. I mean, and done so in a dishonest way. You know. Amber, the abuse thing is is is, is we've got to deal with that. Yeah. We've got to deal with that, Amber. I don't have any way of my credit. It's my credibility. You know what? I don't... And why did you put that out there? I did not. You forced me. Your team forced me to by going on the offense. I didn't force you to. I promise. Look up the timeline to these things. Everything is... Forget it. Forget it. You don't believe what I say. You don't believe what I say. But I... I did not... I did not... I did not put this anywhere. I didn't. Uh, let me talk to the team. I did not call the cops. I need to I.O. called the cops. You told I.O. to call the cops. You told I.O. to call the cops. Can of mineral spirits thrown at my nose. What are you referring to when you said you and Miss Heard will write a letter together? I was trying to make a peaceful settlement. What did you say in response when Miss Heard said, Tell the world, Johnny, tell them Johnny Depp, I, Johnny Depp, a man, I'm a victim to of domestic violence? I said yes.
Next, the jury heard from a house manager named Ben King, who first worked for Depp and heard in London. King said he didn't see Depp drink wine while working for the couple in London, but he said a large amount of wine was delivered. King said Amber Heard drank one to two bottles of wine each day. King also said he saw the couple argue. I was close enough to, to hear Ms. Heard say, why did you take your hand away from me, Johnny? Don't you, don't you love me anymore? Like, not in a playful way, I might add. Um, and I think he replied, of course I do, don't be silly. You know, of course I do. And it, it kind of launched from that point. And at one point, Mr. Depp got up and went to the bathroom or went upstairs. And I was sort of scuttling around out of the way because I you know, wasn't there listening. I was just there doing my stuff in and around them. Yeah, it was, it was a strange, sort of banal way to start an argument, but... How would you describe Miss Hurd's tone when she said, um, why did you take your hand away, Johnny? Accusatory, spoiled teenage child, maybe, is that fair? It, pretty, you know, not playfully, let's put it that way, more angrily. Um, over the course of the four weeks, in August and September 2014, when you were working with Mr. Depp and Ms. Hurd in London. Yes. Uh, did you ever observe any physical violence of any kind between the two of them? No, I didn't. King also worked for the couple in Australia when Depp was filming Pirates of the Caribbean 5. Did you observe any arguments? Yes. I've done several. Okay, can you tell us a little bit about those? Um, yes. A similar pattern, it seemed, to London arguments. Uh, one in particular was very similar to the, the second one in London. Uh, started in a in the TV room, funnily enough. Um, loud, loud voices, and uh, Mr. Depp leaving the room, shutting the door, going to another room to play his guitar, or you know to a bathroom, whatever, um, and Miss Heard closely following him. On Sunday, March 8, 2015, King said one of Depp's assistants called him to the home. Amber Heard, Dr. Kipper, Nurse Debbie Lloyd, and Depp's then head of security, Jerry Judge, were all there. I could hear pretty hysterical sobbing, crying, um, which sounded like Miss Heard to me. The tip of Depp's right middle finger had been severed. King said he found the fingertip. And where exactly was the finger in the bar area? Directly below the bar. I mean, the bar set up like a conventional bar that uh, stuck out from a wall and with a marble top. Uh, there's a big chunk out of that as well, like on the staircase. Directly at the end of the bar, there was a scrunched up piece of kitchen paper, if you like, tissue, um, with lots of blood around it, on it. So I thought that was probably a pretty good place to look. And it, it was within that scrunched up piece of paper on the tiled floor at the end of the bar, the base of the bar by one of the bar stools. Was there any property damage around the finger? Yes, uh, a fair bit. Uh, on the floor around the area, there were puddles of what smelled like alcohol to me. There were, it seemed like several drinking glasses, 
couple of bottles. One was a Stolichnaya vodka bottle. Um, and at the end of the bar, on the, as I said, there was a big chunk out of the bar itself, the bar, marble top. King's testimony corroborates Depp's account of how his finger was severed. He said he later had a conversation with Amber Heard. She didn't give much explanation, if any. She did say, um, Ben, have you ever been so angry with someone you just lost it with them? Um, and I sort of said, uh, no, actually, I'm pretty calm, you know, even-tempered guy. Um, but she did repeat it. She looked pretty incredulous that I hadn't, and she repeated it. You mean you've never lost it with somebody, got so angry with someone you've just lost it with them? And I said, unless you count the sort of time when I was 14 years old and I hit the light switch in my bedroom because I wasn't allowed out that night or something, with a person, no, never. And that was pretty much the end of the conversation. She dropped it then. On cross-examination, King was asked whether he saw Marilyn Manson at the home. King said he hadn't. Heard claims that Depp went on a three-day drug binge with Manson and later assaulted her physically and sexually, something Depp denies. The award-winning team that created They Walk Among Us, featuring true crime cases from the UK, now bring their unique and bone-chilling podcast across the pond to the United States dive deep into cases that hit close to the American heartland. Police have arrested a man they are calling a serial killer. With the criminals that walk alongside you. Significant evidence. That's what Maui police are calling the results of a DNA test linked to a 20-year-old cold case murder. Who live next door, or maybe, who sleep beside you. Police are investigating a double homicide. This is They Walk Among America. A new true crime podcast covering tales of murder and mystery in the United States. The defendant is guilty of manslaughter as charged. They Walk Among America is a Law and Crime Podcast Network production. For more information, visit lawandcrime.com slash podcasts or theywalkamonguspodcast.com. Tuesday's testimony began with Tara Roberts, who manages Depp's private island in the Bahamas. She testified about overhearing a fight between Depp and Heard outside of their home in 2015. Amber was telling him that he was a, a washed-up actor. Um, he was going to die a, lonely, a fat, lonely old man. Then you heard, uh, you hit me with a can. You heard Johnny say, you hit me with a can. And then he came down the steps, and Amber was behind him and she had a uh, bottle in her hand, was removed, and there was a uh, brief pause at the moment, uh, I think of initial shock or, or uh, uncertainty of why, you know, that we were there. I, they need, neither Johnny nor Amber knew that we were there. Um, he proceeded to uh, walk back to the John Deere, and um, she, Again, walked. He was just sitting in the seat. He, Amber came up to him and was asking him to come back in the house. That she was sorry. Please come back in the house. Um, and uh, he, he didn't come out of the seat. And she was hugging and kissing him. And I love you. I love you. She was telling him I loved you. Um, he didn't react. Johnny sat there. Um, eventually, uh, got out of the John Deere um, and proceeded to start to walk away at that time amber started to grab at him and his shirt and, and and trying to pull him back to the house um 
just, just basically viciously trying to pull him back and, and get him back into the house and, 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 and yelling at him. What, if any, injuries did you observe on Ms. Heard? I didn't observe any. What, if any, injuries did you observe on Mr. Depp? The, the marking across the bridge of his nose. The same day, the jury heard from forensic psychologist Dr. Shannon Curry, who evaluated Amber Heard over two days last December at the request of Depp's legal team. These were Dr. Curry's findings. The results of Ms. Heard's evaluation supported two diagnoses, borderline personality disorder and histrionic personality disorder. They uh, could use manipulation tactics to try to get their needs met, very needy of attention, acceptance, approval. Um, they tend to uh, distance people who are close to them. Initially, they may seem very charming. They're very socially sophisticated, actually. That was a major component on there. Um, they have a capacity to kind of offer some of their faults, but uh, in a way, but only the ones that people think of lightly and can all relate to. And so they can present as very fair and balanced, but in actuality, they really might uh, uh, be very judgmental of others and unaware of problems in their behavior and their thinking. One of the primary things I learned was that um, she had a very uh, sophisticated way of minimizing any personal problems. Um, I also learned that she tends to, uh, well, there were a number of characteristics that were consistent with the eventual diagnoses, but um, some of the primary characteristics, and I'm going to try to condense 25 pages here, were essentially um, externalization of blame, uh, tending to have a lot of inner hostility that is attempted to be controlled, um, a tendency to be very self-righteous, but to also deny that self-righteousness and to judge others um, critically uh, against these sort of high standards for moral value, but also to deny doing that. Essentially, to, to claim that one is uh, uh, very non-judgmental and accepting and yet very full of rage, really. And, um, and these aren't facts, but it, her scores essentially correlated. So they were consistent with other people who obtain these scores who have been shown through many, many, many studies to have these very specific traits. It seems pretty unimaginable that Amber Heard would willingly submit to a mental evaluation by an expert hired by Johnny Depp's team. But Heard didn't have a choice since she claimed mental anguish in her countersuit. Judge Penny Ascarati granted Depp's request to have Heard evaluated. Dr. Curry also evaluated Heard for post-traumatic stress disorder. Ms. Heard did not have PTSD, and there were also pretty significant indications that she was grossly exaggerating symptoms of PTSD. Heard's lawyer, Elaine Bredehoff, suggested Dr. Curry was nothing more than a hired gun and possibly starstruck by Johnny Depp. You went to Mr. Depp's home for dinner and drinks before you were hired as an expert in this case, correct? That's not quite what, right. I was interviewed at Mr. Depp's home by his legal team. Dinner was served. You, in attendance with Mr. Depp was Adam Waldman, correct? Yes. Ben Chu, correct? Yes. Camille Vasquez? Yes. Okay. And the dinner lasted approximately three to four hours, correct? Yes. 
And it included the interview. drinks, correct? Yes, dinner and I believe drinks were served. Okay. And this was before you were hired as an expert, correct? Yes. The jury also heard from police officers who responded to two separate 911 calls the evening of May 21, 2016, at Depp and Hurd's penthouse. That's that critical date when Hurd claimed Depp hit her in the face with his iPhone six days before she obtained the restraining order against Depp. It was the day after Johnny Depp's mother had passed away. He testified he went to the penthouse to retrieve some of his belongings. He was going to tell Amber Heard it was over and then left to go on tour with his band, the Hollywood Vampires. Amber Heard's lawyers say the police dropped the ball and didn't investigate thoroughly enough. However, those officers said there was no evidence of a crime. During the entire time period, you were at the penthouses um, on May 21st, 2016. Did Ms. Heard say that she had been assaulted in any way by anybody? No, she did not. What did you determine this call was after your investigation? A dispute, a verbal dispute. It's not against the law to argue. I argue with my wife. At the time that you closed out this incident on your screen at 9.22 on 5.21-2016, did you know that this call involved Johnny Depp? No. Did you, at the time that you closed this out on your screen, were you, did you recognize Amber Heard? No, I had no idea who she was. On Wednesday, jurors heard from Alejandro Romero, who worked the front desk at the ECB, where Depp and Heard lived in the penthouse. Romero saw Amber Heard two days before she went to court with a mark on her face and obtained that restraining order. But Romero said he didn't recall seeing any injuries on Amber Heard. You sit here today, when you saw her at the front desk on March 25th, you didn't see any bruising, correct? Correct. And you didn't see that uh, correct? That's correct. I didn't see any marks or bruises. You didn't see any swelling either, did you, Mr. Romero? That's correct. No swelling and she at was all. Only, and she was only three or four feet away from you, correct? Correct. And you were looking right into her face squarely, correct? Correct. Everybody, and I'm pretty sure everybody in the courtroom, got a kick out of Alejandro Romero. The gallery was laughing. Johnny Depp was laughing, and so were his attorneys. Romero actually started vaping and driving away during his videotape deposition. I just so stressed out because of this. I just don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm tired. I don't want to deal with this court case. Everybody got problems, and I don't want to deal with this no more. The jury also heard from Depp and Heard's former agent and friend, Christian Carino. He helped them set up marriage counseling, and he said that Heard confided in him and never mentioned abuse. Carino explained why Depp lost his role in Pirates of the Caribbean 6. What is your understanding of why Mr. Depp lost Pirates 6? My opinion is that it was related to the accusations um, that Amber has made. And what is your opinion based on? Excuse me? What is your opinion based on? Um, 
conversations with colleagues and studio execs? I'm sorry, I didn't quite hear you. Conversations with studios and other executives, both internal and external. Carino also testified that he believed that Heard wanted to get back together with Depp after they divorced, possibly as late as 2018. On Thursday, the morning's testimony was all about the Washington Post op-ed. ACLU General Counsel Terrence Doherty said ACLU lawyers and staff wrote the now infamous op-ed, published in December 2018. It had been edited several times so it wouldn't violate a non-disclosure agreement between Depp and Heard that was part of the divorce settlement. Now, based on my review of prior drafts of the op-ed, I knew that there were um, that that she was referring to Johnny Depp and her marriage. That assessment is really damaging to Amber Heard. According to Doherty, Heard and her team wanted that op-ed published at a specific time. Ms. Heard had a co-starring role in Aquaman, correct? I don't know whether she was a co-star, but I know that that was a film that she was in. And didn't she tell the ACLU that she wanted the op-ed to come out just after Aquaman was released? I do recall that there was a conversation about the optimal timing for the op-ed piece. And as part of that conversation, Ms. Hurd said in words or substance that she wanted the op-ed to come out soon after Aquaman, correct? I believe that's correct. Who did she uh, relate that to? I don't recall, although I believe that there are documents that we produced that can shed some light on that. Depp's lawyers say Heard wanted it published around that time because it would boost her profile while Aquaman was in the theaters and it would help the movie at the box office. After Mr. Depp filed suit against Amber Heard on March 1, 2019, mm -hmm. what if any payments did Ms. Heard make to the ACLU towards her $2.5 million pledge? No additional payments. As of 2018, Doherty said that $1.3 million of the $3.5 million had been donated to the ACLU. He testified that $350,000 of it came from Heard, $100,000 from Johnny Depp, and $500,000 came from an anonymous account linked to Elon Musk, who had dated Amber Heard. Doherty said records showed Musk connected Heard with the organization, which named Heard an ambassador. Her lawyers claim she hasn't donated the rest of the money because she's had financial problems. But Depp's lawyers, through his business manager, Ed White, raised questions about Heard's financial status. White helped negotiate the couple's divorce settlement. As a result of your uh, involvement on behalf of Mr. Depp in the negotiation, what was your understanding of what Ms. Heard was looking for? She initially was looking for a consideration of $4 million but her demand continually increased. It went from $4 million to $5 million. Then it went from $5 million to $5.5 million. Then it went to $7 million. White suggested Heard should be flush with cash since he sent payments directly to her. Were the payments made on, uh, to Miss Heard the only economic benefits that she received from the settlement agreement? No, as I shared with you earlier, Mr. Depp, was required to pay $500,000 to Ms. Heard's counsel, which he did in a timely and respectful manner. He was also required to pay all the community liabilities, uh, which accumulated during their 15-month marriage, 
uh, was approximately um, $13,500,000. So he paid all the community liabilities. She paid none of them. White testified that that 15-month marriage cost Depp $14 million. He also spoke about the meeting with Depp on Amber Heard's 30th birthday, in which Depp heard about the state of his finances. White said he outlined strategies to get Depp out of financial trouble. He also said that Depp was engaged in the meeting, asking questions, and that no wine was served. White had a lot more to say about red wine. He described the red wine that Amber Heard drank. 2020 is a uh, highly recognized purveyor of wine in Los Angeles, along with other companies. What, what involvement, if any, did you have with 2020? Um, I satisfied the liabilities that Mr. Depp incurred, which at the dissolve of their marriage was approximately $160,000. Uh, do you continue to pay Mr. Depp's wine bill? Uh, yes, I do. We pay all of his obligations, but his wine bill has, has shrunk to virtually zero um, because uh, he does not consume that much in the way of wine. He's made a few gifts around Christmas time, but his wine bill has gone to virtually zero. Are you familiar with a Spanish wine known as Vega Sicilia? Yes. How are you familiar with that? I know that it is a very expensive wine, and that I know that Ms. Hurd enjoyed drinking the wine. How much does it cost? The cost of the wine is approximately $500 a bottle. This was an important point because red wine and how much Hurd and Depp drank has come up many, many times. Hurd's lawyers contend that Depp drank red wine regularly, but there's been testimony to suggest that's not the case. And remember, Isaac Baruch said there was red wine on the wall in the hallway of the penthouse on May 21, 2016, along with broken glass. Hurd's lawyer, Ben Rottenborn, questioned White aggressively. You're being paid for the time that you're sitting on that witness stand today, aren't you? No. Well, you've char you charged the time that you spent um, in connection with legal proceedings in this case, correct? That's correct, but I charge for my time. Yeah, it, and I, it's the same time. You, you answer my question. In fact, you charge seven hundred and ten dollars an hour for your time, don't you? Counsel, if you let me complete my answer, I'll no, be happy I, to respond. Sir, please just please try to stick to the question that I'm asking you. You've had you've had your chance to go well beyond the question being asked, but if you could just please stick to the question I'm asking, you would go a lot faster. Miss Heard didn't she didn't buy any of the dozens of properties that Mr. Depp owned, correct? Correct. He owned she, the assets prior to their marriage. She didn't pay $5 million to blast Hunter Thompson's ashes out of a cannon, did she? Not to my knowledge. She didn't buy a yacht that she couldn't afford and then have to sell it to J.K. Rowling, did she? Not to my knowledge. The week ended with testimony from two longtime members of Johnny Depp's security team. Malcolm Connolly testified via video link from England. Connolly said he noticed changes in the couple's relationship as time went on. I could see that Amber wanted to wear the pants in this relationship. That was pretty obvious. And what in particular made you think that, that you observed personally? Um, just, just the way, uh, you know, if something wasn't quite right or... Uh, 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 Amber, could, uh, Amber could get a bit frosty at the drop of a hat. So as time went on, you know, I could see them. I could see them change. I could see, I could see Amber change. I could see Johnny getting quieter. 
Malcolm Connolly said he saw injuries on Depp. He took a photo of the couple on the Orient Express on their honeymoon. Depp appeared to have a black eye. Connolly described Depp as having a high tolerance for alcohol, but said he'd only possibly seen Depp drunk twice in the years that he's worked for him. I think uh, Jack Sparrow was more drunk than Johnny Depp. Connolly was called to the house in Australia the day Depp lost his finger. The only time I seen uh, Miss Heard and Johnny in that house is when I arrived there to extract them. And, and how did Miss Heard seem to you when, when you saw her uh, on that day when you arrived to extract him? Crazy. 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 Fierce, you know, fierce. What was the uh, what was the last thing Miss Heard said as you were taking Mr. Depp out of the house to to go to your apartment and then the hospital? Yeah, uh, the last word, words I recall hearing is, as I'm getting Johnny out is, yeah, just f off with your guys, you covered like you always do. On cross examination, one of Heard's lawyers elicited laughs from the courtroom gallery and Depp's lawyers when Connolly was asked about what he saw when he arrived at the home in Australia the day that Depp lost part of his finger. Then you went in the house and saw Mr. Depp in the foyer, correct? Yes, correct. And Mr. Depp was trying to urinate in the foyer, wasn't he? No. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Depp had his penis out of his, out Objection. Of his pants, didn't he? I think I would remember Relevance. <laughs> Johnny Depp looked astonished at the suggestion that he urinated on the floor and laughed when Connolly said, and I quote, I've never seen Mr. Depp's penis. Then Heard's team played an audio recording of Depp from the home in Australia. What you are and who you are and how you f me over and make me feel sick of myself. Connolly said he didn't see any cuts or bruises on Amber Heard that day. Heard's team ended by asking about Heard's demeanor toward Connolly. Mr. Connolly, um, you agree that Ms. Heard's nothing but respectful and professional to you, correct? Absolutely. The last witness of the week, another longtime security guard of Depp's, Starling Jenkins. He talked about what happened the morning after Amber Heard's 30th birthday party in 2016, when Depp had arrived late after the meeting over his finances. I was informed by Amber that she got in a fight with Johnny last night. She threw his personal property over the balcony into the streets, 9th and Broadway. And when you say personal property, what are you referring to? His phone, wallet, credit cards, passports, everything that's in his wallet. Did uh, Ms. Hurd say anything else to you about this uh, altercation? Nothing except she, they were fighting. Depp had previously testified he went to his West Hollywood home in the early morning hours after Hurd hit him in the face. Jenkins described where he found Depp's cell phone. Did you end up finding Mr. Depp's phone? Yes, I did. In Skid Row, probably six miles from the house. And who had the who had the phone? A homeless gentleman, unhoused gentleman. I approached him about the phone. He was honest. He returned it. I gave him a reward for it. And what was the reward? 
$420, chicken tacos, chips, apples, Fiji water. Next, Jenkins said he went with Amber Heard and her friends to the Coachella Music Festival to provide security. And the, the, the morning of April 22nd, did you see uh, any injuries on Ms. Heard? No marks, no injuries. And now we have to go back to that unpleasant discussion about what's been described as the defecation in the bed incident. Johnny Depp called it a grumpy. We heard testimony about Depp's staff finding feces in the bed. We had a conversation pertaining to the surprise she left in the boss's bed prior to leaving the apartment. And when you refer to the surprise in the boss's bed, what are you referring to? The defecation. And what did Ms. Hurd say about the defecation in Mr. Depp's bed? A horrible practical jerk gone wrong. And that's it for week three of Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard from the Fairfax County Courthouse in Virginia. I'm Anjanette Levy, and thanks for listening to the Law and Crime Sidebar podcast. You can find it anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. We'll see you next week. Thank you.